it's not a cash in cash out system it's a game of customer acquisition mm-hmm. sales and marketing for e-commerce brands what's going on guys whoever can spend the most on marketing and knock out go out of business is the person that ends up winning and so what looked like what was going to be breaking even is now like a 5x return on ad spend. And so that's what people don't necessarily always get. And is very pain or fear with optimism. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. The internet is flooded with tips, tricks, tactics, ebooks, free trainings. <laughs> uh, the thing about it though is to understand how to use any one of these little pieces, which maybe could play an important piece in a strategy for selling on your online store is understanding the game, and I feel like the game of e-commerce is very much misunderstood. It totally is. So when we're looking at paid media, when we're looking at scaling Facebook ads, Facebook funnels, you know, a lot of people think of that as like a cash-in, cash-out system, and the reason for it is because guys like us, we go out there, we get good results, and we put case studies, and we start uh, basically promoting our agency with things like return on ad spend, this much spent, this much back and we're kind of celebrating some of the the wins and stuff and so then anybody who's looking to start their store they don't have as much experience they're thinking okay this is my my target my product's way better than what they're selling so obviously (laughs) i'll get a 10x return if i work with those guys yeah even if they've never sold anything yeah and so what I think when you start to pull back the curtain, you don't see the whole process leading up to that yeah. because that's something that happens. It's almost like the, again, I think we've maybe talked about this before, but it's like the overnight success story that happens after the years of hard work Totally. and there's been this ramp up period. And so it's not a cash in cash out system. It's a game of customer acquisition. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of said it earlier, you know, what are the two most important metrics in an e-commerce store? Yeah, so those two important metrics are the cost to acquire a customer and then the lifetime value of that customer. So if you're paying $20 to acquire a customer Mm -hmm. and they get in your system, you're remarketing to them, and that customer goes to spend $500 with you over their lifetime, that's pretty sick return on investment. (laughs) Even if you spent $20 to get a $30 purchase and barely broke even up front. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't think that way. But bigger brands, bigger stores that are uh, thinking at scale, they're just like focused on how much is it costing to acquire someone. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet, twenty bucks. I'm losing. I'm actually losing a little bit of money on the front end, but I know they're going to come back and keep purchasing because I got great customer service. I got mm-hmm. tons of products they'll like, and they're going to spend five hundred dollars with me over the next few years. Mm-hmm. And no ad spend strategies. So once they're totally. in the door, it's like, hey, they're on my email list, uh, or I'm going to give them. A thank you card in their order with a discount for their second purchase and they're going to come back for more and more so n- now that we've kind of painted a picture of like the game that's that's the game it's customer acquisition and it's it's repeat purchases it's lifetime value and when you understand that you can tolerate the ramp up period and then all of a sudden tips and tricks and tactics and like micro strategies are now plugged into the bigger picture and they make a lot more sense so I just want to zoom out again for one second. The game as a whole, it's like whoever can spend the most on marketing, get the most attention and knock out, go out of business is the person that ends up winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying go blow all your money on marketing and like go bankrupt, 
but there's a balance there to where you are spending a lot of money to stay in front of people and ramp up, even if it's not the most profitable in the beginning. There's something so powerful about building your customer base Mm -hmm. initially and then be able to obviously resell to them. Mm -hmm. And so then the way that kind of looks like in a progression is, you know, you're starting out and when you're starting out, it's actually the the worst results you're ever going to see because the more customers you get, the more data you have, the more information you can supply to the Facebook algorithm to actually do what you're telling it to do. And then pretty soon after you're doing that for a while, then you're starting to hit big return on ad spends. Yeah. Maybe you're doing sales here and there. You have like a warm uh, audience of people that know, like, and trust you and you've launched a new product. That's when you're seeing kind of these bigger case studies numbers, but that's not the expectation you should have right out of the gate. And so now we, we've done a little bit of a, a good job kind of like zooming out, looking at the game as a whole. So now let's jump back in and let's look at one of these micro strategies. And the one I wanted to talk about today is having even just like a single product in your store that you have very, very good profit margins on. Mm. And when you can have something that has like really good profit margins, say, you know, 70, 80 percent, some as high as like 90 percent, something with high perceived value, it's, it's cheap to manufacture or whatever, you can use that. As you can use it in a couple ways. The main ways we see it is like using it as leverage to get somebody in the door. So it's it's high profit margins, it's cheap to ship, and it's something you can give a fat discount on. And it's something you can, and when you can do a fat discount on something, it gives you the ability to acquire a customer pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And again, that's like the number one goal is acquiring that customer. So if you have something that you have a lot of leverage on, and run a promotion on you can uh, do you know really kind of erratic things with to get yeah. people in the door that's the hardest battle is getting them in the door and getting them to purchase for the first time it's a hard battle but you still have to have the brand customer service and products to back it up mm-hmm. so you don't want to draw a bunch of cheap customers in that are only looking for a discount and then send them a crappy product mm-hmm. and then they're going to immediately hate your brand yep, exactly. but there has to be a nice customer experience on the back end of that to where they will like love mm-hmm. your brand keep purchasing from you and all that yeah yeah and definitely that product shouldn't be cheesy or chintzy in any yeah. way it's just something where you've been able to like get good profit margins on and you know maybe cut out a middleman to be able to make that happen so that's, that's one way it can be used is to uh, acquire a customer and you have leverage and you have sway to be able to like maybe dip the price, whatever, maybe give it out for free in some kind of a campaign, something like that. And you can just kind of use it to get people in the door and then, like you said, have a full-on system to back that up, whether that's your email marketing, whether that's introducing new products, um, you know, through through the actual order, putting like information on what else they can buy in the actual packaging, stuff like that. That's one thing yep. to do. And then the other way you can use it is when somebody has made their first order, is including it for free in that order to get Ooh. them to purchase a second time. So it's like, hey, you bought this piece of clothing. I'm also including this piece of jewelry. Come check out our jewelry line. And then they're getting a taste you know, of that they're getting section. a sample of it, yeah. You know, there's a consumable brand that does this really well. I think I've talked about it before, but basically I order these mushrooms every month uh, for my health. Mm-hmm. 
not psychedelics or anything like that, but healthy mushrooms that I'm consuming. (laughs) And sometimes they'll just throw in like a couple extra flavors of something maybe I've never ordered before or tried. Mm -hmm. Just throw it in there. Don't say anything even. And then I'm trying them like, oh, I actually really like that. And it was like a kind gesture of them to throw that in with my package where I'm gonna like want to go order it so it's kind of along the same lines and when you when you can do that and when you can nail that dude game over game over that's (laughs) that's when you're really playing the game because now kind of maybe if you can even like share from the perspective of the consumer what do you think that did to uh the lifetime value of you as a consumer created one loyal pup <laughs> <laughs> that keeps going back for more that's awesome and have you ever like ordered the other flavors that they've given you yeah i definitely have i've tried them and then placed an order like a full packet order you know for the one they sent me dang that's awesome i don't know how it works if it works the same with clothing like if people get a taste of jewelry if they'll be like "Ooh, this is actually really nice like i'm gonna order more from that line but for consumables it definitely works well Cool. Well, there you have it. The big picture strategy and a micro piece in there. And when you can, and when you can kind of measure and look at both pieces, that's when it all starts to make sense. And that's when you can get your marketing to click. And just to recap, the most two important metrics for you to look at, how much is it costing me to acquire a customer? How can I get that down? And then how much is that customer spending with me lifetime value wise? Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.